You are listening to the Aesthetic Vibes podcast and I'm your host Amy. I have a background working in a corporate environment for over 15 years. I'm a doctor, a lecturer, a lawyer and a published author. This podcast is a look inside my brain. I cover relevant and totally irrelevant topics ranging from self-help and advice to the spooky and scary, a little bit of true crime, mental health. I also like to tell some stories along the way. My goal is to spread aesthetic vibes whilst discussing these topics. Okay, with all that being said, let's hang out. Welcome back to the pod season two. Um, I can't believe that we're finally here and we're starting a new chapter. Uh, We're going to keep some of the old enjoyable parts, but... We're moving on, we're evolving, we're developing, we're moving on in our journey. I am trialing recording. This is new to me. (laughs) So um, video recording. So bear with me, I'm trying to work out the best angles. It is really hot in Sydney right now. There is a lot of wind though, but I'm upstairs in my beauty room. Everything's off. I can't put the air on because it's so (laughs) freaking hot. Uh, So we're just going to do our best and I'm going to fan myself um, as often as possible so my makeup doesn't run down my face. (laughs) Uh, I sit with my headphones slightly off (laughs) so I can hear what's going on around me. Um, There is a lot of background noise, so pre-apologies. With season two comes a lot of new topics. We're kicking off one today called Building a Better You or Building the Best Me. So this series is going to focus on how we can, as humans, become the best versions of ourselves. This series within the season two will bring together a lot of the tools that we can use um, to assist us in becoming that best version of us. Before we jet off into that amazing experience, we need to pause first because we need to ensure that we truly know who we are before we kind of embark on any type of journey. So today, we're going to talk a little bit about who are you? Who am I? Who are we as humans? I like to think of individuals um, as layered with lots of needs and wants and identifying requirements. So a big part in being the best you is truly understanding who you are. Sounds simple, right? Alas, it is not. It is rather, it is rather complicated. I want to ask you a question. Who are you? Outside of telling me your name and age, what would you say? What are the words or defining terms that you might use to answer that question? I look at who I am today versus the teenage version of me, um, even even the young adult version of me. They are completely miles apart. So this has been a long and complex journey for me. I The Amy now is so different to the younger Amy. So if I was to reflect and provide some thoughts around Amy then versus Amy now, I would say that I'm a completely different person. If I was to answer the question of who was I with defining terms, here's what I would say. So first, I was very opinionated. 
I would give my opinion on everything, regardless of if it was valid or accurate. For some reason, I needed to give my opinion all the time. The second is dominant. I always wanted to be seen as kind of a dominant individual. It wasn't that I was hunting to be the center of attention, but I kind of enjoyed that, which now is the worst thing I could possibly think of. Um, I was highly exaggerated, so I would drag out my stories um, or facts to maybe sound a little bit more interesting. I was really fast paced, so I was always doing everything at warp speed, whether that was talking, uh, reaching goals, nothing that I ever did allowed me to go on this journey of self-discovery. I was always sprinting. I, I don't know what the word is, but it's not self-motivated, it's not self-obsessed, but it's almost like self-centeredness, <laughs> which I don't even think that's a word. However, I was very me-focused is the point. I was all me and I rarely gave many fucks about anybody else. I was really unsure as well. I was super unsure and I was really lost and confused. When I look at each of these elements, I can confidently say that I do not possess many of these traits or defining terms anymore. I am a completely different person, but I'm still learning, right? I don't know everything. So if you had to describe yourself, what would you say? What about if you were to ask someone who knows you how they would define you, what they say? What about someone who's only met you a few times, so might have maybe a first impression or a second impression? What would they say? The journey of self-development is an extremely long one, and I don't believe it's something that we can embark on as a complete process over a short period of time. It's this ever-evolving perspective. It's forever changing and becoming more and more focused, and then with that focus is that more and more sureness. <laughs> so when I think about us as humans and our basic needs at the most basic level, my mind automatically goes back to Maslow's hierarchy of needs. I don't know if you guys remember this. I think it's taught like in so sociology or social cult. I don't know. Some sort of social culture ish, -ish subject. For those who don't know, Maslow's Hierarchy of Needs, um, you've got this dude, his name's Abraham Maslow, and it was about 1943 when he started to look into the basic human needs or desires that we have that are common amongst us. So he developed this model, and think about it as a triangle standing. Um, for those listening, I'm holding my <laughs> fingers in the shape of a triangle. For those watching... Um, it would make sense. I, I can't believe I have watches now. Watches. Oh my God. Okay. Um, so you've got this triangle, right? Um, and then you are going to draw horizontal lines at pretty even intervals down the triangle. At the very bottom in the largest area, we have our physiological needs. This is the basic stuff. So this is like your food and your water and your comfort and your rest. Okay. So then the next section up is getting slightly smaller. Um, and then this is stuff like safety. So think health, personal safety, emotional security, financial security, and so on. Okay. Then the next is our love and social needs. So this is, this is all things like family and friends and late relationships and intimacy and all that good stuff. 
And then we have our self-esteem needs, which is our um, self and others and the respect that we have. And my hands are getting higher and higher and I don't know why. Uh, At the very top, we have self-fulfillment needs. So achieving one's full potential. Um, The hierarchy has been increased with uh, different aspects. It now includes uh, cognitive needs, aesthetic needs and um, others. So we ultimately look at the traditional model of Maslow's hierarchy of needs. For the most part, as humans, we mainly, mostly need the same stuff, right? Yet, when we get to the finer details, it's evident our individualism will drive the further desire we have as humans. So we all have similar needs and desires at the fundamental level, but I would go as far as saying that we really need to understand our own and needs of others further to understand what we truly need, which feeds into who we truly are. Once these needs are met, we can branch off into some of the differences between people, but at a fundamental level, we're all the same, right? We all need the same basic fundamental needs met. So let's move on from this. What are our individual needs? So once the core needs are met, now we move on to the other requirements. I see this, sorry, I got a really itchy nose. I see this as um, like a Tetris game. You guys remember Tetris? It's the fun. um, I have it on Nintendo Switch. It's really, really fun. Anyway, it's a Tetris game, right? You're trying to stack everything. You're trying to get stuff in the right places. You're matching colors, whatever it might be. We then start to think about things like personality needs. Who are we and why? And each individual is unique. Um, but how can we truly be unique because there's so many of us so there has to be similarities right how about attitude individuals attitude or outlook on life may differ as well Um, you you know have you ever been around someone super super negative and um, you kind of get that feeling from them and you too can become negative or if you've been around someone truly happy um, and truly full of energy and positive you often take that away as well I absorb the energy of those around me. I'm sitting in an empty room now, so I'm not absorbing anything, but I do absorb that around me. What about life experiences? Because this plays in. So your past and then the planned future experiences define who you are and your individual goals. So what are you striving for? Do you have a professional goal? Do you have personal goals? Whatever it might be. Okay, so let's get back to the question I asked. So now we've defined everything that's the same. We've called out some of those things that are slightly different. Let's get back to the question. Based on what we know fundamentally as humans and our unique requirements, who are you? One massive bugbear of mine is people that define themselves by their job. And funnily enough, this question is asked all the time when you meet someone it's one of the first questions I'll ask you what do you do what do you do for work (laughs) I hate that question I hate it I despise it we are more than the job that we do for me um, I do a lot of different things so when this question's asked I'm usually like oh god and I start on the list of stuff um I have a beginning slide, so when I'm lecturing at the beginning of term, I introduce myself to my students. There's a slide that I have, it's got my face on it, and then it's kind of broken down into like little sections of what I do and all the rest of it. Anyway, I hate it. I hate it. It's the worst part of term. And they start asking me all these questions, and then everyone wants to know about my thesis and the books I've written. 
it, it kills me. I hate it. I hate it so much. Um, and, and I think it comes back to we are more than what we do. We're more than the career or the professional pathway or the journey or the trajectory. We are more than all of that. So this is why I absolutely despise this question. I would say with age comes wisdom. <laughs> all right. Uh, I'm a little wiser. I'm not that much wiser, but I, I would say with age, um, we do get better. And I think we get better at identifying ourselves as well and this has been a really long process for me um, but I have worked over time to really define who I am the other thing to remember is we are not a product in our day-to-day -day. so anything else we're doing we're not a product of that I have had people in my life in the past who I would define as status chasers so they would literally be looking for people from a status perspective um, because they believed by association, they too held a status. I've even known people that have been like, oh, you know, I am I'm wanted to catch up with this particular guy. We met on a dating app. However, I learned that he worked at a supermarket. So yeah, it's not for me. What the hell? How can we say stuff like that? Like, it's just, it's ridiculous. People are more than what they do in their day to day. It's terrible. And I think the other thing is we need people of all walks of life to do everything we are a society that needs to function so without people that work at the supermarkets how do we get our food how do we get served how do we get home how do we eat so it's you know looking much deeper than oh you know that person does whatever and and this person was like oh and looking down and I'm like are you joking everybody plays an important role in one aspect or another so it's about understanding that and I think um people go oh Amy's a lawyer oh she must be a good person Okay, I am a good person, <laughs> but one does not equal the other. And I would like to hope that as a legal profession, we hold ourselves to the highest level of standards. I know that that's not true. Anyway, back to the point, we are more than our day to day. Putting aside your occupation, who are you? Putting aside your hobbies and your other day to day, who are you? Let me reflect now on this question. If I was to give myself descriptors now, they're very different, very different to the ones that I gave you at the beginning of the episode. So the first one for me is I classify myself as caring. I care deeply for the people in my life. I find it <laughs> almost at times very difficult to communicate how deeply I care for someone. I care a lot about the people in my life. I like to think I'm positive and upbeat. I think going back years ago, I think I was super cynical and negative. And I think a big part of that were other contributing factors in my life and then me feeding into that. I truly believe now that the energy we put into the universe is the energy we get back. So I focus myself on being upbeat and positive in an effort to ensure that that's what's coming back to me through the universe. I like to think I'm funny. I don't know, maybe I'm not. My husband did say the other day, you know, one thing I'll give you, we always have fun. Um, and that was with me pouring him another shot and going, shots, shots, shots. So yeah, um, <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing. I am ambitious. Um, I think I was when I was younger, but I was a little bit confused and unsure. But yeah, I'm definitely ambitious now. I'm focused on goals, but those goals have to be led to by happiness. So the two are linked for me. For too long, I've done things that haven't made me happy so that's my focus at the moment I have really good work ethic I have realized throughout my life 
you do not need to be the smartest person in the room, the smartest person anywhere for that matter. This is because smarts will get you nowhere if you don't have the motivation and the work ethic. It's a combination of these factors that come together. So when people say to me, oh, you've done X, Y, Z and that's come easy. No, wrong. Hasn't come easy. Everything I've done, I've put myself 100% into whatever it is with the goal of achieving work ethic, smarts-ish, drive, ambition, focus, consistency. Consistency is another one. And I guess it's kind of like weight loss, right? If you focus on something and you're working progressively at it, it's only going to get easier and better. The same goes with life achievements. For people to say, oh, you know, you got a degree or you got two degrees, whatever it is, right? I work so hard at that and consistently, very consistently. What about you? What are the descriptors that make you up? Finding this version of me has been very long, yet a very rewarding process. And I think I've finally reached the point where I can accurately describe myself now. This is why we need to know who we are at a fundamental level before we can start to work on building that better version of who we are. So let's say you're sitting here right now and you are thinking, I still don't know. I got no idea. Where do I start? great. Let me ask you some more questions. What are your strengths and what are your weaknesses? What are your short, medium and long-term goals? What matters to you? Who are the people that support you in your life? What do you do for fun? What are your values? What do you believe in? What are you passionate about? How would my best friend describe me? How would my worst enemy describe me? Ooh, that's that's a hard one to come that's a very hard one to come to grips with. And probably one of the other questions that I think you should ask yourself is if failure wasn't an option, what would you do? So finding you is this uh, complex puzzle of all these different factors that come together and create this beautiful masterpiece because I firmly believe we are all beautiful masterpieces. There is no right or wrong answer here, and this is an iterative process. Sometimes answering this question is as simple as sitting and weighing up your thoughts and beliefs. And for others, it's a long ass journey filled with ups and downs. To ensure we're building on the best versions of us in this series, it's important we know who we are first so then we can drive that process forward. So taking the time today to do this is setting those foundations to enable us to embark on this process. So take time out, really sit with your thoughts at your fundamental level. Who are you? What's important to you? So take the time to think about your strengths and weaknesses. I like to think about strengths and weaknesses a little differently to what a lot of other people probably do. In the workplace, we are very much encouraged to determine our strengths, determine our weaknesses, push the strengths to the side, and then focus on mitigating the weaknesses. I don't believe in this. I don't think this is a good idea. I don't think we should ever be doing this. I don't think workplaces should be condoning this. What we need to do is work out what our strengths are, what our weaknesses are. So first, by identifying what you're good at, gives you the opportunity to further hone those skills. Let's say I am a great negotiator. 
there's always room for improvement. So understanding that and being able to continuously build on that is invaluable. Understanding your weaknesses is important. It's, it's very important. However, I sit there with my list of weaknesses and I say to myself, does this matter? Is this detrimental to me, my life, my career, whatever it might be? If the answer is no, why are we mitigating? Why are we, why are we focused on this as a weakness? It makes no sense to me. If it doesn't matter, who cares? I think I, I've had a couple of things that have kind of popped up on my weakness list and I've sat there and gone, does it matter? I think one of them was like, oh, I could be better at um, Microsoft PowerPoint formatting. And I, I once had a manager say to me, do you think anybody else can see these tiny little minute things? Because he said, I, I physically can't. So I don't know what you're sitting here doing, like for another 45 minutes. Cut it off, get rid of it. So same goes with weaknesses, right? When I think about who I am, I like to think about it as a collection of soft and hard skills. Soft skills might relate to things like, I am a great negotiator, I have excellent influencing skills, um, while the harder ones might be, maybe I hold a nursing degree, for example. So you've got your tangible hard skills and then you've got your softer stuff. Both need to come together for that perfect holistic vision of you. So you need to understand both and you need to consider both when you are defining who you are. I recommend personality profiling for all my students at the beginning of term. I am severely biased. Yes, yes I am. Because personality profiling, and I don't like to call it a test, right? It's not a test. It's a profile. Basically profiling was part of my thesis and I found it to be an eye-opening process where I saw my profile and thought oh my god that explains why I do the following oh my god that explains why I don't know how to do the following so you would hope that it's an eye-opening experience I always recommend Myers-Briggs because that is my area of specialty for those who haven't taken the Myers-Briggs profiling tool basically uh, there are 16 defined personalities that the Myers-Briggs family believe to make up 99% of the population basically so a little bit of a fun fact the Myers-Briggs family was welcoming their daughter's uh, new husband into the family and then they met the rest of his family and they said there are vast differences between all of the people in our family versus all the people in theirs. And they were not confused, but they were really interested to understand how they could be such different little units um, and families, but they're coming together and they're kind of crossing over. So basically they embarked on this study and they said, look, there are 16 major types in their opinion, and that's 99% of the population. I recommend you do it. There is a website called 16personalities.com. It's free and it'll allow you to do the test and it will spit out um, a summary. So it'll have like your intro, it'll have things about you in your personal life, your relationships, your work. So it's kind of broken down. Um, into major chunks and there's enough visibility from just doing the tool and reading the summary however if you're a weirdo like me <laughs> and you love knowledge there is actually an ebook per profiling type so you can actually pay I think it was something it was like nominal it was like $12 or something and you get like a book and the book is like 100 pages long 
and I sat there and poured over it for hours. But yeah, it's it's a really good tool if you're still sitting here wondering, what the hell, what do I do with myself? Who am I? Have you ever heard of root cause analysis? It's basically the idea that if we have a problem, we need to get to the root cause of the problem. So that deeper level. For us to change or evolve, we need to get to that fundamental level and understand who we are at our root center. This is getting to that base level. So it's what root cause analysis does. You use that in the project world or the corporate world when you've got a problem you're trying to solve for and you want to make sure that what you're solving for is correct. I always think about it like there's um, a tree in the forest and you have set the task of chopping the tree down. Do you chop at the leaves or do you chop at the root? You, you chop at the base of the tree. So you're not going to trim away the leaves and have a successful outcome. You need to get to the root of the tree and chop it down. That's how I like to think about it. <laughs> Some of the other things that impact us in our lives and who we are. So our childhood shapes the future we may underline build in some cases people have had beautiful childhoods and they look at it as this is exactly what i do with my family or my children or whatever it might be others have the opposite and they decide never to repeat the cycle so i'd ask you what kind of childhood did you have what would you be comfortable repeating and what are those aspects that you really wouldn't want to repeat what values were instilled in you or in some cases not a part of who we are is also knowing who we are not. So what are the aspects of you that you love versus maybe some you might not like that much? Let's get back to my personal uh, reflection on this. So if you remember back at the start of the episode, I talked about how I was super opinionated. I have learned that you do not need to have an opinion on absolutely everything. It is totally fine to not have an opinion. And I feel like I always needed to be heard. And I look at it now and go, but why? Like, it doesn't make one ounce of sense. You don't always have to have an opinion. And it's okay if you don't care about some stuff. Like, it's totally fine. When it comes to dominance, I realize that you don't always have to be the dominant person in the room. It is okay for other people to take the steering wheel especially if you trust these people and that's what I like you know in the relationship I have with my husband we take the wheel at certain times and it's fairly balanced I've also learned that you don't have to tell these extravagant stories trying to convince people to like you they're either going to like you for who you are or not take it or leave it I also have learned to slow down so if you remember at the beginning of the app I said I was super fast-paced I've learned to slow down, be in the process, be in the perspective, be in. It's okay to not be running at warp speed. When it comes to the people in my life, I've, I've learned that um, it is important to ensure that the best people are in your life. I think going back like to school days and university and stuff, your circle used to be really large. But I mean, I look back now and go, well, would I be friends with that person now? Probably not. So um, it's okay to kind of curate your life as well, which we talk about a lot in season one. You're on your way. You're on your way to working out who you are. Now it's time to start thinking about who do you want to be? So using the same thinking, work out the definers that you want people to think or say about you and write these down next to the list of who you are. So you're going to have who you are on one side and then who you want to be on the other. 
So once you have the baseline of who you are today and the goal of who you want to be in the future, how are you going to measure change, right? Because the only way change is sustainable is if you see results and you can measure it. So you need to work out who you are now and where you want to be. And then you want to build short, medium and long-term goals that you've set for yourself. I was marking student assessments uh, last week. I was marking them. In a particular subject that I take, there is a um, self-reflection portfolio that students do at the end of term. It's basically a portfolio all about you. So what did you learn in the subject? How have you taken that into your professional or personal life and so forth? It's It's a beautiful piece. I say that about assessments. It's a beautiful piece. I'm sorry for anyone who's studying and I refer to assessments as beautiful. Anyway... I see it as a really nice dialogue between me and the student and they talk to me about this is what was valuable in this subject, this wasn't and this is what's going to happen with my career. I ask students to do a development plan. Simple enough, right? Wrong. A lot of people, and I would say this is not just uh, isolated to students, I would say this is pretty consistent across many people in many workplaces people write down big goals let's take an example amy wants to be a better presenter when you challenge amy on that so you say okay well, how do you how will you become a better presenter and this is what i did with my students they, they can't reply because it's just this audacious goal that they're aiming for what I always recommend is you break it down into smaller pieces and then you assign time intervals so for example short medium and long-term goals that align with being a better presenter might be um, attending some courses in public speaking so perhaps there is a short course that you can do and it's available in six months fantastic register that's my six month goal Uh, Maybe you can shadow others in the workplace who are good speakers. Okay, so maybe you can do that in the next three to four weeks. That's a short-term goal. Um, Maybe you want to nominate yourself to run team meetings, for example. That might be a medium goal. So you put down, you know, six months, whatever it might be. But you see how now we've got this be a better presenter and we're now breaking it into these smaller, tiny pieces. So when someone says to you, but how are you going to get there? You can say, well, look, I've signed myself up for some seminars. Um, I'm going to do a course. I'm going to shadow. I'm going to whatever it might be, right? You you have to have that pathway. Otherwise, it's just a big goal. How are you going to get there? So that's how I like to think about development plans and that's how I would encourage you to think about defining who you are and who you want to be all right so let's say you know exactly who you are what you believe in your values now what and this is a great question so you're going to have this written down so you can crystallize this in your mind then you're going to write down some of the goals or attributes or elements you're aspiring for what we're going to be doing here is breaking down some of these core elements of where you want to be and we're going to build the pathway to get there each episode in this series i will dive into a different aspect in your life um, so you can take that away and start to implement all right that's a lot okay so once we get there once everybody's kind of on the same page it's time to embark on this journey so with that being said let's get moving next episode i'm going to kick off the building a better you 
with building happiness in your life. We're going to dive into some different tools and techniques that outline what you can do to be happier in the life you are living. Whether that's making change, maybe that's recognizing things that are already there, being grateful, whatever it might be. Along with this, I'm also gonna talk through some of the tips and tricks on how to remove unhappiness from your life. I, and I mentioned this earlier, but I often absorb energy around me and I feed into it. I remember having this manager, oh God, I don't know how long ago now, like 12, 13 years ago, very long time. I had this manager and you never knew what type of mood she was in. And you would be sitting there at your desk and she would walk in and you're like, oh my God, is she in a good mood? Like, is today going to be okay? Is she in a bad mood and we're all going to get blown up? Like, what the heck? And if she was in a bad mood, like she was just, she was belligerent. And that energy would get sucked up by other people. And then the next thing you know, everybody's in a bad mood and it's a shit day. But if she was happy, oh, everybody kind of fed into that happiness. So it's important that we understand happiness and unhappiness and we learn how to kind of flex and get rid of the stuff we don't want and keep the stuff we do want. I wish that I knew more going back then because uh, there'd be a lot of stuff that was different. There'd be a lot of stuff that was very different for me um, reporting to someone like that. I think the ups and downs in the workplace would have been a completely different perspective and I might have felt a little more in control of my feelings but you know it is what it is that's so many years ago now. Uh, so I feel like happiness is a really good place to start because we could all do with more of it in our lives. All right, so hopefully that's given you a little bit of a taste around season two. Uh, strap in, there's some really great stuff coming. I hope my thoughts today have helped you to engage in some sort of personal reflection and given you at least a couple of questions to ask yourself to help moving towards this better version of you that's all from me today i hope it's been insightful i'm really looking forward to catching up with you next week i've got a lot of thoughts around building happiness and removing unhappiness however in the meantime you can hit me up on my socials at aesthetic vibes pod uh, you can drop me an email at aesthetic vibes drop by my tiktok i'm sure i've linked it somewhere i am burning up the Sydney swelter. It's terrible. I've got a fan on. I'm going to turn this old rickety air conditioning on behind me um, and I'm going to go and enjoy the rest of my day. I hope you enjoy it too. And until next time, bye-bye.